Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, the podcast where we here chat to those who make the magic from behind the scenes in theatre. From writers to directors, producers to designers. And on today's episode, we are joined by Danusha Samal, the writer of Cinderella, with a South London retelling twist, which is playing at Brixton House this festive season until the 31st of December. I love talking to Danusha a couple of weeks ago about Cinderella, but also about Bangers, which I saw at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and Bodies, which is currently streaming on Netflix. So, without any further ado, here is episode 124 of The Stagey Place with writer Danusha Samal. Hello Danusha and welcome to The Stagey Place. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. I've had a nice relaxed morning. So that's nice. That is very good to hear. Denisha, today we are here to talk about Cinderella, which is on at the Brixton House in London this festive season. It's a South London retelling of Cinderella and we're going to talk a lot about the show in today's episode. But first of all, Denisha, what I love to ask all of my guests is how they found their pathway into theatre. So for you, where did theatre start and when was the turning point that you realised that you wanted to have a career within the arts I know you write for TV as well so for theatre and TV where did that journey and entry point come for you? Well I think I've probably been quite lucky in the respect that I knew I was interested in theatre from a young age so I was in a very normal secondary school but we had people come in and do drama stuff for us and I really enjoyed it and I was extremely shy but it was like the one time that I got kind of a bit of confidence. I didn't seriously think about that being a job initially but then I applied to the Brit school in Croydon because my friends were (laughs) and got in and that was probably when I got a bit more serious about working in theatre and and television partly because the Brit school was really good at teaching us about all the different ways that you could work in the arts so you don't just have to be an actor you can write you can produce you can go into schools and work with young people or like you know there's just like so many different ranges of jobs which made me think that in some way I was going to end up working in this career but I hadn't quite worked out in what field yet and then over the next few years I did like drama school training and I work as an actor but I also through that experience at Brit School I think I've never stopped like trying out loads of different stuff yeah and now I split my time between sort of acting and writing and singing and sometimes helping to organize events like I try and sort of do as much as I find interesting I guess. I guess it's about building the skill set, isn't it? And making sure that you're always on top of everything, whether or not, like you say, that's writing or musician or acting. Before we talk a little bit about Cinderella, I want to talk about Bangers, which was on this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I saw at the roundabout in Payne's Plough. I just absolutely loved it. I bought the playtext afterwards, you know, as they sell them outside as well. It's it's all very nice. I did not know what I was coming in for. When it's Edinburgh, I like to not look at anything. I just like to come and see the shows. And I was just blown away by it. I loved the free falling and the storytelling and everything. I thought it was beautiful. Obviously, you performed in that and you wrote that show as well. Talk to me a little bit about the journey of Baggers, because I know that there was a lot of videos over lockdown of like you bringing stuff out. So where did the journey start for Baggers? 
I mean, there's really early versions of it. Like Chris Sonix, who directed it, reminded me that like back in, I think maybe 2018, I sent him an email with an idea for something about club music and how music is tied into our past and our the way that we see ourselves and the way that we see love and relationships. That was ages ago. And then the idea was kind of simmering away. And then I got a commission to be part of one of the Soho Six. Hmm. And I really wanted to use that as the opportunity to try and find a form for this play about music. So I started writing it end of 20. 19 and then of course we had a lockdown and I was thinking about like contact and physical contacts and being in a space with people and music and like what it feels like to come back to that after a long time away and there were lots of different versions of the play like there was a kind of socially distanced version which thankfully we never had to do <laughs> but yeah it, it, it kind of really came to life once Soho connected with Cardboard Citizens and Chris at Cardboard Citizens and then we sort of really the play took off and we did a workshop and we started writing the music for it the music kind of took the play to another level absolutely and so I just want to talk another question about writing because obviously like we say you write for TV as well and obviously Bodies has just come out on Netflix a series that I absolutely love I recommended it to my parents I think my parents finished it over the weekend oh Uh, great (laughs) you are one of the co-writers on that series as well so you wrote episode four and you were the co-writer on episode six and seven this Mm. is really a question about the writing of tv compared to theater but talk to me a little bit about the differences between writing tv and theater because i guess as well as differences there's probably a lot of stuff that is also very similar and like skill sets in theatre can be taken over to TV and TV to theatre but talk to me a little bit about those differences but also the similarities between those. Yeah I think like within the television there's been a lot of writers transitioning from theatre to television in the last couple of years and I think Mm. it's partly because what theatre writers are really good at is developing like a voice and creating really like interesting dialogue and looking at like being able to tell a story from a very specific lens. Yeah, And television has lots more framework in place and lots more sort of formulas and patterns to follow. And once you learn those, then you get a lot of freedom. Then you can really start to have fun. But I think the, the biggest difference between writing for theatre and television is that theatre is like there's a lot less framework in place. And television, like there's so many other people working on like on honing that story and making sure that each episode lines up and and breaking down scene by scene like you would never write a tv episode without having broken down exactly what happens in every single scene yeah as you might write a play and just let it spill out of you and then try and like organize it into something coherent they're different in that sense that's the biggest difference and what's the same is like the voice that you as a writer have and the way that you express ideas or exchanges between people and the topics and the themes that you're most interested in as a writer so even if body and bangers are completely different the themes that I'm most interested in will probably still be shining through in the way that I write yeah absolutely so obviously today we are mainly talking about Cinderella once again it's on at the Brixton House Theatre this festive season so Danusha tell me a little bit about how you got involved in the process of Cinderella and how it landed on your lap to write the script but also the lyrics for the show this year Brixton House well it, it probably did really land on my lap some of the team at Brixton House saw bangers at Soho in 2022 and then approached me to do a retelling of Cinderella and that was it and that was the initial concept and then I suppose because I've been writing bangers like it became musical very quickly which wasn't really what 
necessarily be expected and I wrote like yeah I started with kind of song ideas and then a play came out of it and the focus has been about like using Cinderella as a framework but just making it about as Brixton as much as possible and about the issues that Brixton as an area might face so it's less about you know glass slippers and more about new builds turning up and and changing the area or like how do you hold on to the things you love about where you're from whilst also knowing that sometimes an area might change and you might grow up it's about kind of change and and letting go of things that letting go of the past and trying to move forward as well yeah so if people are familiar with Cinderella then obviously they're coming to this South London retelling of the show here at Brixton House what can people expect from the show if they're coming to see it at Brixton House I know you teased us there a little bit about you know differences from the fairy tale that we know but what can you tease us and what are you most excited maybe for audiences to see in the show I'm really excited for them to see the world that's been built on stage our designer Amelia's just made like this very incredible set that just I think is going to be really exciting I'm excited for people to hear the tunes. I think there's some really good songs in there, um, which I hope are really catchy. And I'm excited for the kind of in-jokes and for people to enjoy the like very Brixton-specific stuff in there and the like the differences between different areas in London and why Brixton is the best, because obviously we're doing the show in Brixton. It has to be the best <laughs> place yeah. in London. Yeah, I'm just excited to see how like young people respond to it and children. Yeah, yeah. so it's basically about sitting there and listening to the audience's reaction and seeing if they get yeah. the in-jokes and, you know, if they're coming from Brixton especially, just yeah. how they understand the story. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to be more like mindful when you are writing stuff that is so location specific that it has to be something that the audience can really grapple with and understand instead of a story that could be, you know, seen on a wider scale? Obviously, when you're looking at Brixton, do you have to do your research about Brixton and like the area itself like do you talk to people or do you just get down to writing it and then making it more Brixton specific where you get into the finer details? I think I was lucky in the fact that I've had the commission for quite a long time so I've been able to go to Brixton quite a lot just to like have meetings or sit and write. The director of the show Ola was like very keen that we did a workshop earlier in the year and she was really keen that we all got out and like wandered around and worked out not just like a lot of the team are from London and from backgrounds where they might understand a lot of the jokes and the kind of stuff in the show but it's like what's specific about Brixton and what's universal about the play as well and what's like very London based about the play and we've been kind of trying to focus that through the rehearsals like what what is a universal theme about humanity what is that really about being a Londoner like for example the whole thing about being priced out of your area that's kind of like all Londoners will understand that sensation and have feelings about that and then there's the things about Brixton that are like very Brixton so we're sort of trying to make sure that we like land all these different things but the area that it's about has been in the writing from the start because I've been kind of known that the show has to be about that area from the beginning and I've been kind of visiting and doing sort of workshops throughout this writing process to try and make sure that we get some element of like why it has to be set here. Yeah absolutely and so my final question about Cinderella is obviously we spoke a little bit about what you're excited for audiences to see within the show but why Mm. should audiences come and see this retelling of Cinderella at Brixton House? I think they should come because we've been kind of saying very adamantly like it's not it's not a pantomime it's a family show that we really hope appeals to like older children adults and teenagers and like is a, a kind of unifying thing and I think it's really hard to take 
teenagers to shows and little kids and for everybody to enjoy themselves so we're working really hard to try and make the show something that like is universally enjoyable and has something for everyone in so I think you should come for that reason I think you should come because the songs should hopefully stay with you and you know you'll be singing them for months later and I also think people should come because it, it's a lot about community spirit it's a lot about what we can in dark times do to pull together obviously there's been so much going in the world in the last year that this this show is about like this has been a really difficult year but how do we kind of pull together at the end of it and make the next one we're not gonna fix everything but if we're working together as a community there's like a lot we can do and there's kind of like an uplifting message in that so I think if you're looking for like a bit of joy and something that's magical but also about your area (laughs) please come to, to see the show (laughs) <laughs> absolutely well it sounds really really exciting and enjoyable and something just new and different for Brixton House so it sounds wonderful so we've been talking about the South London retelling of Cinderella again at Brixton House from the 23rd of November until yeah. the 31st of December now Tanisha before I let you go for your day I've got two final questions for you that we ask everybody who comes onto the podcast and we're okay. going away from the show and back to yourself and your career career and stuff like this so the first one is about advice that you might have for people who want to come into this industry whether or not that's writing in tv or in theater or in other art forms what advice would you give to those emerging writers who are listening to this podcast who want to come into this industry oh it's a tough one (laughs) no I think I would say carve out time for yourself to keep working on things even when nobody's saying yes because one day they'll start saying yes. And I spent like a long time writing lots and lots of plays that nobody read or they did read and said weren't good enough. And then eventually those plays got better and people started saying yes. But I think you do have to, in the most difficult time, keep convincing yourself that it's important and it's your, it, it is your work. Obviously, we all need to get paid too. So find a day job that you don't hate. And that's probably another really key piece of advice. And I also think, like, stay open. There's so much to do in the world of theatre. And, you know, you might want to be a writer and you might also want to produce sometimes and you might want to direct sometimes and you might want to go into schools and run workshops sometimes. And sometimes you want to market shows. Like, you don't have to kind of hold yourself to one career because you believe that's what you've chosen and therefore, like, anything else is giving up. I think keep finding things that excite you in the industry and keep trying them yeah absolutely and obviously just go back to a question earlier on about like tv and theater and stuff like that when you're working on such big projects especially in tv which feels like bigger beast let's say than than theater let's say with tv you're working with a lot more people you know whether or not that's co-writing or like writing teams and stuff like this do you have to be more mindful about setting yourself working on one project and leaving other projects behind when those projects align up I find it like most creatively fulfilling to work on a couple of different ones at a time but just be really careful about timetabling them so be like today's a Cinderella day today is a body's day and tomorrow's you know like sort of just making sure that they're carved up partly because writing can be like very daunting and sometimes you just have complete writer's block over a project so if you have a few different ones you're working on it can be quite helpful to be like I can't do this one today it's not working I'll try the other one so I don't think you necessarily have to kind of put other ones aside I think you can just juggle them carefully absolutely yeah get your get your work schedule right so that you focus take take that brain off take the tv brain off 
yeah. work on bangers or work on any other show, Cinderella, for example. Yeah. But Denisha, I've got one final question for you. Okay. It's the question that we ask everybody on the podcast. It's the one that I love asking the most. So obviously this podcast is called The Stagey Place. I love mm-hmm. to ask all of my guests where their stagey place is. So for you, Denisha, it could be the place where you sit down and you write your plays or your scripts or your TV shows or whatever. It could be the place that you go for all of your research into the projects that you are writing or it can maybe not even be a place but could be a person who has inspired you throughout your career as a writer so Danusha Saval answer me this whereabouts (laughs) is your stagey place oh my gosh in terms of like an actual place I love working in sort of theatre cafes across London so I like to frequent them and sort of sit in there with a laptop because I sort of think I I quite enjoy people watching they're a good place to see people come and go but also to sort of feel connected to whatever's happening in the theatre world do I need to say specific theatre or could I just say a theatre cafe no you could absolutely just say theatre cafes that's right (laughs) (laughs) absolutely like you say you've got the you've got the people watching you're able to you know concentrate on stuff but then also just sit back and like look at everything and remember the world and then get back into your world yeah I mean it doesn't also necessarily have to be a theatre cafe sometimes it's like a greasy spoon or a, a sort of soulless coffee shop in Soho or like an independent one I like just sitting in cafes and watching people and taking little breaks from writing in order to do that absolutely well Denisha Samal thank you so much for coming on to the stage you played okay. once again in this episode we have been talking about Cinderella which is at Brixton House for the 23rd of November until the 31st of December but also Bodies which is on Netflix and everybody can stream now Denisha thank you so much for coming on thank you and there we go that was my interview with Danusha Samal, the writer of Cinderella, which is playing at Brixton House this festive season until the 31st of December. Danusha is also the writer of Bangers, which was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year, and you can buy your copy of the playtext from Nick Hearn Books, and you can also stream Bodies now on Netflix, where Danusha is the writer of episode 4 and the co-writer of episode 6 and 7. I'd love to thank Danusha so much for coming on to the podcast to talk about all these amazing projects which she has been focusing on this year and it's just really exciting to be able to talk to somebody who is able to inspire hopefully a future generation full of people who want to get involved in writing within the theatre industry. If this is the first time listening to The Stagey Place why not follow us on social media you could catch us at The Stagey Place on Instagram, X and TikTok. Join us next week where we'll be joined by Plum Grosner Stevenson, who is co-director of Fairy Tales, Fables and Other Assorted Nonsense to the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth this festive season. And so, until you join us next week or whenever you'd like to rejoin us here on The Stagey Place, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye. <laughs>